Yo, 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 yo. All right, all right, all right, guys. What's up? So today is 12 14, 2019. It's Saturday. Out here. Heading to work right now. Uh, I got a free 20 minutes to get it, get this episode underway. And, um... Woo! Actually, it's about 6, 15 in the morning as well. So, it's early as shit. But... Let me get this under, episode underway and, um, tonight. Going to hang out with the homies, uh, with with my girl too as well. Um, we are going to watch the UFC fights. Uh, I don't know who's fighting. I think shit. I don't even know who's fighting, man. Um, and then. There also will be probably Quiplash. If you guys, if you guys don't know what Quiplash is, to me that game is kind of fun. It's basically Cards Against Humanity on a computer, and I think it's a little bit better than Cards Against Humanity because you get to put the absurd, uh, the absurdity to it. Um, but anyway, that's on deck tonight. Tomorrow, I plan on going on a hike again. To Mount Rubidoux, which, uh, if you remember from the last episode, uh, or one of the last episodes, I don't know if it's still up or not. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, actually, you know what? I deleted the last one because it was well, it was poorly executed. It was more mostly mumbling, Google searching, and whatnot. And that hopefully now, and I ended up deleting it because it was just really bad. I took a listen to it. And not that I had my girl on it or anything. It just was really bad, the episode. Like, really, really bad. There was, like, whole minutes of just, like, no talking or mumbling or whatever. So I might redo that episode. Um, But that's also coming up tomorrow. I plan on getting out there early in the morning and hiking it up. That's the goal anyways. I don't know. See what happens. And then... Tomorrow is the official last game of the Oakland Raiders in Oakland, which also closes the book on... Last week closed the book on my era being up there, uh, spending, you know, a weekend or a vacay. You know, as I get older, I I understand and I recognize and I... Had, I I don't even know what you call it, but I, you know, I'm getting a grasp on life. And you got to understand, like, I may die tomorrow. I could die 30 years from now. I could have a kid in two years. I could be paralyzed in, you know, next month. The world is infinite. There's infinite outcomes to it infinite possibilities you know tomorrow i may win the lottery you know you don't know these things you know well actually i i I do know i won't win the lottery because i don't fucking play it but you know tomorrow somebody could just you know walk up to me and on the bad side they could just shoot me dead right there in the street you know or on the other hand they could say hey you know what can you help me with my mother you know I need help out of her car and I go help her or something of the kindness of my heart and kind of find out you know they give me ten thousand dollars for whatever random thing you know oh you know what nobody couldn't get nobody to help her 
you know, something like that, you know, the world is infinite, infinite possibilities. And with that, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. I'm not nowhere near a midlife crisis or anything like that or, or any sort of crisis. But what I do recognize is regardless of all the bills, regardless of all the how much money you have or don't have or how your finances are, or you have to take time for yourself to just unplug and do something that frees your mind from the day-to-day uh, monotonous tasks of trying to make money, trying to do this, trying to do that. And especially as a self-employed hustler like myself, you know, I do construction. I'm self-employed. A lot of this, a lot of what I do rides on my level of enthusiasm, my level of commitment, my level of, you know, I got to network. I, you know, I got to be involved in things. I got to be, I have to have my foot on the gas and you have to be full throttle. Well, it's different if you have a job or somebody hires you, you know, you kind of, okay, I come in every day, Monday through Friday. And regardless of what I do, you know, if I get this much done or that, that much done or, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing. It's not, I don't have a, a steady job. My job is steady-ish because I'm out there putting my neck on the line most of the time. Now, with all that said, yeah, you do need to, regardless of the either type of job, you do need to unplug. So... You know, you got to take vacations to yourself. You got to take time for yourself. And like I said, I've been every year you got to take I think you got to take about three to four mini vacations in one big one. And when I mean three to four mini vacations, sometimes you need a weekend off to sleep in. You need a weekend off to and I, I think three to four minimum mini vacations. And like I said, what I mean, mini vacations, okay, you know, if you live, like I live, 40, 50 miles outside of the big city, uh, which is L.A., or about 150 miles from San Diego or 200 miles from Las Vegas, that's drivable. What most people don't know is it's easily obtainable to get to. It's, like, right there, actually. So, what you got to do is just say, you know what, I'm not doing this this weekend. Pack up. Two pairs of chonies, two shirts, a pair of pants, and maybe like three pairs of socks, and just jet out. Like go somewhere for the day. Maybe you end up crashing, and you know, not crashing in the car, but you know, ah, you, you know, you're out somewhere deep in LA, way late partying, or just being out, you know, seeing the sights, visiting a place, and you decide to stay the night, and then the next morning you wake up some breakfast recharge the battery come back and then you could hit you could rejoin the fray as it were but you need at least three or four of those and and i mean a weekend getaway somewhere you can get to on the low cheap somewhere where or you know even just sleeping at your house you know catching up on some sleep vegging out you know like couch potatoing like you Sometimes that's in order for the body to sometimes even the mini vacay because you've been working stressed out. Sometimes you just need to lay and let sleep take you a couple of naps. Let life just fold into you and melt away. You know, 
And I'm not saying, no, you know, I'm not saying do this once a month or every other weekend. Because obviously, you need to eat, you need to hustle, you need to make things happen. But on the flip side, I mean, you can only take so much if you're making it happen, anyways. So I would say like four mini vacays and then one big one. One big one where you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to be in town for four to five days, even a week. Um, and you just go or you visit a family member that lives, you know, far away or, you know, buy a plane ticket and travel, you know, I don't know, take a bus somewhere. But as I can say in all of this saying, my once a year big trip up north as official was officially ended last year. Last year I did the really big trip up north. You know, I made sure I did as much as I could and did as much as I, you know, could see and absorb, you know, up in NorCal. Those, uh, that last time I was up there. Um, I really did it. I didn't do it big. What I mean, I did it big. I just didn't stop moving. I was just here, there, and everywhere. Like, driving... San Francisco, the city, is not very wide. I think it's like eight miles wide. It's probably like an eight by eight mile square. And you can just literally zigzag through the whole town. But there's a lot of walking involved. A lot of walking. A lot of seeing things. A lot of doing things. So, as the Raiders close up shop in Oakland, I want to I watch. Because I've been there, you know. You know, it's, that's the last home game in Oakland will be on Sunday uh, they're playing the Jaguars which I don't know I don't know how things are going to turn out because the Raiders are, have lost three in a row they could easily lose four in a row you know but that's on deck as well and now my big vacations would be more I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it big and go to Vegas like for four days I don't really see the need to do that I've been to Vegas over the years numerous times um I do like seeing the new hotels I do like you know the food I do like there's shows I want to see so but I think I'm going to end up doing little vacations there little ones you know like a little two day banger a little three day banger you know Saturday Sunday come back Monday type of deal know visit see the raider game you know visit a little bit of the strip the raider game takes up one whole day almost you know the games are going to start at 1 p.m and not end until about five you get out tram around about an hour before you actually get to any other destination it'll be about 6 6 30 and then you know you party until midnight you, know, you get a couple hours but the, the morning part of it is shot so, if you know if I get there Saturday, I mean, party out Saturday night a little bit, maybe see a show. And then Monday, as you head out, you can stop and get breakfast, see something, you know, I don't know, go to Treasure Island, you know, things like that. I mean, so I'll be able to piece together Vegas over the next 10 years, 15 years. Little pieces here and there, a piece here, a piece there, a this, a that, you know. I'll be able to I'll just so I don't need to go there for a big long extended stay four days five days you know a week nothing like that 
So, and not that I'm burned out in San Francisco, I kind of, I wanted, I'm going to go to New York next year in February. I'm going to make that amount, announcement now. I'm going to New York next February for, I think, five days. And that's a vacation. I already planned it out. Bought my plane ticket really cheap. Booked the Airbnb room really cheap. Everything on the cheap end. We uh, staying in Brooklyn. You know, I, I guess I'll talk about that a little bit now that it's in the officially done. I'm taking JetBlue from Ontario Airport. Uh, we get to the airport here at like 10 o'clock at night or I think we board the plane at like 11 so I might be here like at 8 or 9 at night you know just waiting sitting around lounging around farting around and then we're taking a red red eye flight from Ontario California jet blowing across over to JFK airport not LaGuardia or, or Newark gonna go straight to JFK and from JFK I'm gonna get the I think the A train to where I'm gonna be and that's how it's gonna go we're gonna stay in Brooklyn and a little bit more bougie side um, and uh, you know I'm excited for it uh, I've been dying to go back because I wanted to I wanted to run it back since the last time I was there I didn't do much of what I wanted to do before and we're going in late February early March so I don't know what the weather's going to be like there hopefully it's not rainy hopefully it's not snowy hopefully it's a little sunny although I do know supposedly it's the dead of winter over there but we shall see um, but yeah we land in JFK we land there at 7 in the morning at JFK time so I'm assuming to catch some shut eye on the flight over there wake up and just land you know you know on the plane you're only gonna get a few hours of rest but uh jet blue i'm excited to be on a jet blue plane flying from ontario over there non-stop and then you know connecting flights uh, there or back which i'm like hell of excited for now the plane ticket i believe was like 220 bucks and then oh for me and then me and my girl were splitting the Airbnb which is like another 220 bucks but like I said we're being there for so many odd days uh, I thought it was a fantastic phenomenal price I felt as if not that it was a one time once in a lifetime opportunity but things aligned you know correctly for me money wise um, they aligned correctly correctly for me that I don't have to do it by myself uh, it's lying correctly for me that I do believe like right now in this in this late end of the year I've had a, a surge of work and surge of income and bills are being paid and have just a little dab of loose change to do something with um, and things just aligned in that aspect like I, okay well you know can go ahead and pull the trigger now as far as work i just gotta maintain work if i can maintain the, the december i had in january in february i'll be not only caught up but i'll be able to recuperate 
um, some of the bills that were large in the beginning of 2019 and you know hit 2020 with a rolling power you know like no hiccups but yeah I'll be out in New York in late February early March and uh, staying in Brooklyn man I'm gonna run it back I said run it back you know we're gonna run it late partying there's a lot of sightseeing to do you know I wanna hit Times Square again you know all of that and before I get too far I'm gonna this episode I'm gonna talk about probably Sunday or I'm gonna review both the UFC fights and the Raiders either the win or lose so that'll be on tap as I get this weekend done but I wanted to start this one up today in the morning because I had some time to talk about some things and then as I watch things you know review them or talk about them like I'm kind of excited for the Oakland Oakland Raiders last game just to watch it you know I want to watch it they're closing the chapter they do play in LA and then they do play in Denver to close out the season it's not the last game for them although I do think they're officially well they're not officially yet they're almost out of playoff contention another loss was still it uh, they'd have to win out they'd have to win the nine games and then they'd have to hope that somebody loses big time you know somewhere around along the lines or loses out which is kind of hard but I don't even know the the playoffs I mean you've got Baltimore Kansas City and the Patriots and then I think it's pretty much either between the Texans and the Titans. No, no, the Texans and the Colts. But either one of those teams, I mean, uh, and the Raiders, even if they made the plays, would have to face one of those teams would be be just bad, man. It would just be just bad. It would be very bad, you know. So I don't even know if we should make the playoffs. But anyways, I'll get that posted up here once I watch everything, get things watched up and done. And, uh... I think you guys know. Alright. Hang tight. Okay. So. Today. And this episode is picking up now. Again. After the weekend. As I was explaining. It's Monday. It's about. 6.20 in the morning. Um, on a Monday. On a December. The fucking. I don't even know what day. But it is Monday. And it is. After a long weekend and all, just a long Sunday as well. A relaxing Sunday. I mean, I relaxed most of Sunday. I slept in till like, I didn't go hiking. I thought I was going to get up at like 7 or 7.30 and like be animated. But I was like, slept in almost on 9. Um, getting some cuddles in, getting some, you know, the good back scratches. And, and then just like. You know how you're tired and you're kind of like mentally sort of awake early as fucking, but then you're like, well, I don't have to get up. I'll take another 20 minutes snooze. And then it turns out to be like a whole hour, hour and a half goes by. That kind of happened to me because I woke up to go pee at like 5 or 5.30, which is my na- my normal time. What pee? But I was like, ah, oh, I'll lay down and I'll snap out of it in about an hour. Or like, I'll just be, you know like up I don't know sometimes that just happens to me and that didn't happen I ended up sleeping in yesterday till like 8 45 
by the time I actually got out of it, it was like nine, nine, ten, and then I stumbled out to the living room. I was like, "Well, everybody wants breakfast," you know. So that that happened. But let's recap. I'm gonna go back to Saturday. Saturday I worked, and I I had recorded an episode for uh, well, not an episode, but like the first half of this uh, segment Saturday morning on my way to work, and I'm recording it Monday morning on my way to work. But Saturday morning on my way to work, everything was normal, but it looked like it was not drizzly, but it was like cloudy and like foggy, right? I was like, oh, no big deal. But the cloudy, foggy weather persisted all day. Uh, and as a matter of fact, it got drizzly certain times. And I was like, well, shit, like I went to work like that. So I froze my body to its limit. I was out hustling and I just froze my body. It was no, not unfreezing. It was just frozen. I was like, wow, shit, like I'm fucking cold. It was cold all day. All day Saturday, cold. Um, I get home, you know, it's about 5.30, 6 o'clock, 6.30, somewhere around there. Between 5.30 and 6.30. As I said, I had planned on going... To the homie AJ's and watching the UFC fights. Now all the UFC fights were good that I watched. Every all the title fights it was Nunez, uh, Holloway, and Usman. Yeah, Holloway. No, Amanda Nunez, Max Holloway, and Usman were the champions. Now, Nunez fought somebody, and that one fight, all the all the three title fights that I watched went five rounds. They all went five rounds. Um, Nunez, I thought, I, it looked like she was, she's beatable. She, her stand-up game against the, her opponent was not that great, uh, but her takedown abilities are great, so... That girl that she fought needs to work a little bit on her takedown defense and her ground game. And I think that fight is like a million times more interesting. Not, And I think Nunez beat. But I think that girl had a better stand-up game. She rocked Nunez several times. But ultimately, Nunez was able just to like avoid those punches with her takedowns, get her on the ground, and then render her, that girl, almost just in, in a defensive manner the whole match uh, Nunez is still a champion although I think she's a little weak in the stand-up game um, but that's neither here nor there uh, she rocks Cyborg you know whatever so that was good now Max Holloway he fought who did Max Holloway fight? He fought Vrlovsky or something like that. I don't know the guy's name. He's a little rugby player from Australia. Now that match, um, yeah, he thoroughly beat Holloway, and I felt like I did it go to a decision. I think it went to a decision, and they gave it to that guy. And that's true. He was he whacked. Max Holloway around 
with his tree trunk legs. I mean, his left, Max Holloway's left leg was bruised in the first round. And, I mean, and that guy was just a pit bull in the ring. Like, I think he won, I think he won four out of the five rounds at least. Uh, Max Holloway didn't, couldn't make no adjustment. I think he took his striking ability out of, out of the fight with those leg, those nasty leg chops. Um, and that's just what it is. He took, he took the momentum out of Holloway, all of Holloway's game with those leg, those, those, the leg chops were nasty, man. And then, the main event, With Colby Covington and Usman. Now, Colby is a MAGA freak. And the way the homie AJ was telling me that, that's all just, just part of his getup. He doesn't really believe in it. But you know what? If you want to paint that kind of a target on yourself, you got to be able to back it up. And Usman, literally, I tore him to shreds. Uh, for four and a half rounds. Now it looks even, but Kobe, you uh, don't have no power behind those punches, man, or not enough power to knock out. You know, Usman. They were trading back and forth for the better part of four or five rounds, and Usman eventually. They said that he broke his jaw, which. To me, it's not the most painful. And I know I've been hitting the jaw like several times. Have it, I've had it dislocated. You, you just pop it back in. Like, I've been hit in the mouth, I don't know, a million times myself. Yeah, the, the jaw, if you can't put no pressure on it because it's, you know, it hurts. You know, that's one thing, but it's not like your arms, if you have a broken arm and you try to fight, that that to me is painful. Or even a broken leg. That, those are more painful than I think a jaw. Now not just not I'm not taking away from Kobe or anything at all, but um, they were like they don't know how he's fighting through it. I'm like, well simple, you're not you can fight through it if you're not gonna get Put your chin out there to get hit. You can move. You can wrestle. Like I, I felt. I felt when he did break his jaw, his game plan should have altered a little bit and try to do more. Try to at least shoot for a takedown. He didn't do that at all. He just was like, "Well, I'm gonna go heads up with Usman and let's see what I can do." But I think that was clearly proven by that point that his punches from the first, second, and third round were not enough. I don't know if he thought he was going to just throw enough punches to eventually rock Usman. And, you know, catch him slipping and, and TKO him. That way, you know, one good punch lands and then, you you know, he slips and then you get him on the ground. I think that was maybe the... But, I mean, if you're going to get somebody on the ground, you might as well shoot for the takedown. And ground and pound that way. I mean, and avoid getting hit in the chin or the jaw. So, 
I, I think his game plan once his bro- his jaw was broken actually is why he ended up getting knocked out. Is I don't he didn't he didn't get knocked out. He got TKO'd. Uh and my whole thing is as well, like he got TKO'd but he, he when he got hit, Usman is what Usman did what he what his probably his corner was telling him. Like what Kobe's corner was telling Kobe, like, hey, throw enough punches and you catch him you rock him one little time and then you can just end it in a flurry. Well Usman hit him twice threw his balance off and then just ended the fight with a flurry. I don't really think Usman um Usman deserved it, but I don't think Usman like really knocked him out. You you know when there's a knockout, when somebody gets hit and they just go lifeless. He hit Usman hit Kobe. Kobe fell and then Usman just jumped all over him. I mean that's what you gotta do. That's part of the game. And I feel that Usman just Condition wise and and strength wise, just is superior to Kobe. And Kobe's got a long ways to go to catch up. But it was a good fight. I mean, they were just trading blows. It was, it was like no real strategy to it. <laughs> just, just just trading blows. See who can, see who's got the better hands. Um. But yeah, that's just that's just what it is. Uh, those fights were good. And then after, I thought we were going to play Quiplash, but we ended up playing Mortal Kombat 11. Which I haven't touched, I haven't touched a video game in a hot minute. And, um, yeah, I played Mortal Kombat. I played with Frost. I played with Sub-Zero. I played with Noob Cybot. I played with the Terminator. I played with... Uh, Brock Abraka I played with uh, I played with several other characters Jade I think Um, and not that it's like I'm like want to go buy it or anything but I think it was kind of fun I don't really know having the Terminator having Spawn having the Joker in there is not enough for me to be like yeah I want to go buy this game like it's not enough. I'm not that like into Mortal Kombat, and I'm not that much into video games. I guess that much anymore. I guess I'm getting older. I'm seeing less and less, you know, fun with video games. I guess I mean I'm. I'm it's not that. I just don't have the time. When I get home. I got things I got to do. I do enjoy playing them. I do want to play, but I just don't have the time. But nonetheless, we played Mortal Kombat, and I, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. I thought it, it was pretty fun. The only thing I did notice that stands out right away about the game: there's no reptile. Um, there's no Cyrax is not in there. Um, there's key characters that are just not there. Um, reptile to me is the main one. Um, you know, they're just they're just not there. I, I, mean, I don't know if Mortal Kombat was like, well, we're gonna give some new characters some chance because they have 
Um, Casey K. I mean, they have like some some new characters that I thought okay, they're giving those characters a chance or maybe whatever. But my, you gotta have the three in there. You've got to have Scorpion, Sub Zero, and I think Reptile for it to be a true like Mortal Kombat game. Like they need to be in there. Um, and I also think Cyrax does as well. Um, maybe they're maybe they're in the game somewhere else. Like as only like a, you can play against them, or they're just part of the story. Maybe they died. I don't. You know. I don't know. But maybe they'll get. Maybe they'll come down as downloadable characters. Um, as that's how they're doing. You know. Spawn's a downloadable character. Comes out in February, I believe. Um, I guess that's what the game is doing. Like, okay, well, we need a million people buy our game. At least twenty thousand will pick up the downloadable character when it's available. Maybe even like a hundred thousand or something like that. And we'll get an extra, you know, almost a million for the character when it's released. And that's, you know, that goes back into funding the next Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. But either way, I mean, you know, to me what I see is they there is like a shortage of characters. Raicho was not in there. I mean, some of my, the ones that have been around for a little bit um, are just not in there. And that's not, even, that's not even complaining too much. I just feel like, I was like, hey, where's Reptile? Like, where's... You know, Cyrax, where's, you know, this person or that person? And they were like, oh, they're not in the game. I was like, wow. Interesting, you know, to a degree. They could have added no Goro. Well, there's actually Goro's lair, which, like, Goro's is in there dead. Um, but I don't know. I don't I don't have the games. I don't know if Reptile's backstory is randomly in there. Like, oh, he's got a little story to tell. But... Yeah, but I play. I played it. I had fun at that. I actually liked it. You know, the controls are relatively easy. The game feels smooth. Um, definitely feels smooth. You know, and you know, overall, I, the the hour that I did play it, I, I had fun. I was like, wow, you know, look at all this stuff that's on here. Like, you know. There's a lot of stuff on there. The Terminator on there, I was play, I played as a Terminator. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, but that was, and as overall, the UFC fights were really good. Uh, I thought they were really, really well. Um, you know, you hate paying for a fight and they be over like in two minutes, but you know, these were fights. They went most, all of them went the distance, and I feel as if. That was money well spent. If you're going to spend money, that's money well spent right there. But moving along, we got to talk about the Raiders and just the last game in Oakland against the Jacksonville Jaguars and my thoughts on that. So I'll get back with you in a little bit and then I'll get this episode up. Hang in there. Hold on. Hang tight. Okay, I'm back, Twitter. So to wrap this episode up, it is now Monday night, about 7 p.m. here in the West Coast, 
California time zone. And I guess the weekend wrap-up is going to be football. And more specifically, the end of basically the Raiders season and the end of Oakland. It's the end of the Oakland Raiders. Um, The Oakland Raiders are officially done. And when I mean officially, we're we're officially, officially done. Um, We're just... Currently, right now, we are just the Raiders. And in 13 more days, or however many more days, we would just be the Raiders. Or we'll be officially... The Las Vegas Raiders. We only got anybody saying Oakland Raiders only got like two weeks left to say it, and it ends in Denver. The season finale ends in Denver, but I mean, it's ba- the season will be over at that point. The season's already over now. We're out of. I believe we're we're like mathematically we're not haven't been eliminated, but we'd have to win out, which seems like an impossible task. We need. Just a lot of things to like happen, and we'd have to pray and hope that like some teams lose all their games, and you know it's just a wild scenario for it to even possibly happen. But in effect, the Jaguars, as they say, stuck a fork in us, and they they just killed us. Um, I watched the game just out of just the nostalgia. I mean. I, like I wanted to watch it. I didn't I wanted to go to it, but the ticket prices were outrageous. And I'm glad I didn't go, to be quite honest with you. Um I got a unique take on this. Um another angle that if you're a Raider Nation or you're a Raider fan, I mean there's a, let me first start with the game. The Raiders lost 2016. But this was the most and this is my angle. This was this was one of the most Raider-esque losses that I have seen in actually some time. This loss reminds me of everything that has gone on with the Oakland Raiders since I was like in high school and even a little bit before. From Funky asked the refs. I mean, we actually we lost this game like several times. I mean, but it's like I said, it was a comedy of errors. It's the most Raider. To me, this is how that game is the most Oakland Raider game you could possibly get. You know. Let me just give you the circumstances. We're all last week when we lost to Tennessee that I, and I went to that game. At that game, I thought we had we still had a chance to go like ten and six or nine and seven, whatever the, whatever the case was. And not that we were, not that I thought we were going to win out after getting trampled on by the Jets and Kansas City. But I thought maybe if we beat the Tennessee Titans, I thought I felt we could beat. The Jacksonville Jaguars and I felt like okay, we pick up from the scene. We could possibly be the LA Chargers and maybe we drop the game to the Broncos or something like that. I mean, I, don't, I mean, you know. But after the shellacking that 
the Tennessee Titans gave us. At that point, our playoff hopes went from being medium to, you know, you don't want to say playoffs, to went to life alert. This game was on life alert. And it just so happened to be the last game in Oakland. You know, there's a lot of Raider fans on Twitter and everywhere want Derek Carr hung by the neck. And you know, crucified in the middle of the field because if they feel like he's the reason we're losing all these games, when you could look at the film and just look at how poor the Raiders are playing combined, and Derek Carr, I believe, is out there trying to save his life, you know, trying to play well, try not to throw picks. Um, throwing the ball away, I mean, you know, to me, that's what it comes down to. I mean, it just looks really, really bad compiled on. And then everybody's saying, well, he makes $100 million. He's got to be making plays. Okay, true. Let, let's let's say, let's say take that route, right? Let's say he's supposed to be making plays. But to who, though? Who is he going to be making these quote-unquote plays to? You want to tell me Waller is going to catch every fucking pass? And Tyrell Williams, Mr. No Hands, is going to catch all the passes? Them two people are going to carve up a defense which, you know, there's players on that side of the ball too that actually get paid money just like anybody else. Like, that's their, they're doing their job. Do you think they're going to just let... Do you think a team really just... I mean, I know teams beat the snot out of other teams. Yeah, at some point, the heart and their back is broken. But, you know, if you're a bottom-shelf team, and it's two bottom-shelf teams, for many years, the Raiders and the Jaguars have been bottom-shelf, bottom-tier teams. You know, it's the Raiders, the Jags, the Lions, the Browns, you know, the Buccaneers, the... You know, I want to see the the Dolphins, maybe, maybe the Bills that for a time were, um, the Redskins. You know, there's always the teams that are at the bottom of the barrel. And, and this week we had two bottom of the tip barrel teams. You know, they don't want to get. Nobody wants to get embarrassed by the other team either. They don't want the Jaguars players don't want to get embarrassed by the Browns. They don't want to get embarrassed by the Lions of all teams. You know. It's one of those type of deals. So they're out there too. So yeah, they're not going to just let Derek Carr throw 15 passes to Darren Waller. They're not going to just let that happen. Also, we just have Josh Jacobs back there. And I think we saw DeAndre Washington. Um, Jaden Richard is like non-existent right now. I don't know. I didn't see him. Um, It's what it is. So... Everybody, when I say everybody's saying he makes $100 million, he's going to be making throws. To what? To who? He's going to extend plays to who? To who is he extending the play to? I don't even know who else we got in the... I don't even know who's on offense. Keelan Doss dropped a pass or two or a pass or two last game, too. Uh, whatever. Um, you, you, get, you know, whatever. But... 
the Raiders had a lead. We were up 10 to 3 when I started watching like some at some point in the second quarter or the first quarter, first quarter, my bad. Then we were up 13-3, then we were up 16-3. Then halftime happened. No, no. You know what? No, we didn't score a point in the we were up 16 to 3 with <laughs> in at halftime Cruz controlling it the final farewell to Oakland the game that was going to send Oakland away you know everybody with the one last hoorah you know one last final riders one last final fucking you know, Oaktown Town business. One last final, you know, W at the Coliseum, you know, Mount Davis and, you know, the commitment to excellence, you know, the lighting of the torch, you know. And in a microcosm of 30 minutes somewhere between this drop of the first quarter to the last two s- seconds of the fourth quarter from the start of the third quarter to the triple zeros the fourth quarter the Raiders had the most Oakland Raiders half of football that this game is going to go down just as much as I think the tuck roll um and as much as you know I mean I can't like I can't really think of a game where something happens to the Raiders and it just like blows the whole game apart the whole game is just blowing apart and we don't recover and it is just one of those type of deals. So somewhere in the game, the third quarter kind of went back and forth punts. Raiders not moving, punting. You know, we didn't have any turnovers. Um, but then it, then the Jaguars started to score. You got a, I think they must have got a field goal somewhere on us. Um. And then they scored a touchdown. Gardner Minshew conjured up a touchdown. And then the Raiders got the ball and are moving. Right around the end of the game, the two-minute warning time. The Raiders have the ball. Derek Carr runs to seal the game. He slides inbounds. And the referees... Call it... They stopped the clock. And I I do believe it was a first down. Or... You know what? He slid inbounds... Uh, the play should have been dead there. They should have. They should have got to the two-minute warning. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars may never have seen the ball again. We should have held on to win of a score of 16 to 13 at that point. But it didn't go our way. We ran another play or two. And we don't pick up the first down. We sent Daniel Carlson out there to kick a field goal. And he misses the first one, but they call a five-yard penalty on the tie-ins for running into the kicker. And we scoot up five yards. And Daniel Carlson again misses wide left. But we still have the lead. Um, 16-13, you know, we thought we were going to kick the field goal. Uh, then we would have kicked the ball off and try to basically pin them deep. That did not happen. None of that happened. It's a lot of what ifs. Hey, you know. But after that play, they kind of killed the Raiders. After the two misses, it killed everything. And the defense comes back on onto the field with like about a minute and a half left in March right down the field and put it in the end zone with leaving the Raiders like 40 seconds left to go now trailing 20 to 16 trailing 20 to 16 Derek Carr ushers and wheels his team into position to win Throwing up Hail Marys. If there was ever going to be a Hail Mary to this game, or ever a fairy tale ending to the season, it would have been right then and there. He launches a Hail Mary. Well, actually, we got a pass interference call on Darren Waller. Not not on Darren Waller, but against Darren, against uh, the Jacks of the Jaguars. Had a PI on Darren Waller for running into him like midways in the field. Thirty yard penalty. Moose scooted us up. Phenomenally. And then we heave two Hail Marys. The first one was absolutely swatted down. In the last play, the one that sticks out to me, the very last play that the Oakland Raiders would have ever had in Oakland in the Oakland Stadium is a Hail Mary. Deep enough, well enough, right. It went right to a Raider. Hits. I don't know if it's Keelan Doss or Tyrell Williams back there. I'm not sure. I need to find that picture. I, I was so disgusted. I didn't even watch any highlights. I didn't watch any press. I didn't. All I did was sit on Twitter and argue with other Raider fans that say saying that Derek Carr is the problem. And I, uh, you got to kind of ignore those idiots because they would prefer. Some idiot out there is actually preferring Jamarcus Russell come back. Uh, there's an idiot out there who... Um, I'm not going to mention anybody's names. So they don't deserve to be on my airwaves and my... Uh, my podcast and my... In my... They don't deserve to waste of breath. But there's a few people out there that... Had nothing better to do than to talk shit. 
And they know who they are. They're the same people that booed. The same people that... Uh, week in and week out declared Derek Carr to be the worst quarterback and they're, we're going to draft some flunky out of some school that supposedly is going to do somewhat better, which is not the case. Um, and they've been calling They've been calling for a new quarterback. They call for a new quarterback every year, just like Al Davis was renting coaches for like a year or two. And if they didn't win, they got the axe. Like, that's just the way it was. And that's what people honestly want to do with Derek Carr. And, I'm, and they're saying, well, he's not. He's got happy feet. And I've heard every fucking excuse. But that pass went through the air. All, like, half the field. Into the end zone. And drops right in front. Hits a Raider player in the fucking face. Didn't almost have it. Hit him in the fucking face. The ball drops to the ground. Game over. The Jacksonville Jaguars have won. Oakland lost the last two games at home. And essentially, there is no more Oakland Raiders. Currently, right now, we are just Raiders that will never step foot in... I believe the locker rooms, I think they cleared out. Um, everything now is on the road and it's practice fields and this and that. And we had to go through the motions of going to Los Angeles this Sunday coming up and going through the motions of playing the game with another team that's on the once Philip Rivers' head on a silver platter. And I don't blame them either. Uh, Philip Rivers has had an enormous career, a long career, a wildly, massively long career with the Chargers. Um, to his credit, with some success, some playoff runs. But you know, not you know. But that, that this last couple of weeks, he's throwing I don't know 100 picks. And the, the, the wheels fell off of the Chargers as well. Um, the Raiders was a fun. So this game playing Sunday is just literally just two NFL franchises that are like, they're just putting a product on the field to just put a product on the field because they have to. Because you can't forfeit games in the NFL. You can't say, hey, you know what? We're not going to play. Or, you know, this is just what the NFL is. You don't forfeit games. You play no matter what. Even if you have to throw the water boy out there. But either way, that's how the Raiders ended. A comedy. The last, like, several minutes of the game, it was just a comedy of errors. It, from blind referees to, you know, drop pass in the end zone, hitting the guy in the face to no defense, you know, to miss back-to-back missed field goals. Uh, that's hard for any team to overcome, let alone the Raiders. My poor Raiders. They, Derek Carr does not deserve that kind of abuse. It's an it's an abusive relationship. Any player that goes there 
has to know this is an abusive relationship. Uh, currently, the way it is set up right now, it's an it's an abusive relationship. Until things get ironed out, which I think they do, will get ironed out with the with the keeping Gruden the ten years, which I think is now is a brilliant move because next year will be year three, and the players that just absolutely can't stand him or won't uh, abide by his you know rules or his way, they're gonna go. You know, they're not going to make the move. They're, they don't want to make the move. They're probably sick of his shit. The ones that can handle it will be staying. The ones that believe in it will stay. We're going to drive people and everybody's going to, you know, slowly this thing will turn around. And that goes with the with the consistency at coach. Whether it's good or bad, we're going to be consistent at coach for the next several years. Also, the consistency at quarterback. I believe Derek Carr is there for a, lo- a long while, and you know what? He deserves to be. Um, for the Until he's broken, you know, physically, or until he decides that he just does not want to do it anymore, we should put him, we should suit him up and put him out there. He's, I think he's, like I said, he's probably B-tier B quarterback. Um, he showed it a good stretch during the year, you know. Up until recently, in the last couple of weeks, he had a pretty decent season. He had us at six and four, phenomenally. But teams made adjustments, laid down the stretch. They took advantage of key players getting injured and realizing that we our defense was soft as butter to begin with. So you know they just seen what we were doing and just went the other way. Um, but yeah, that was the most Raider loss. I had ever seen. Um, I think our future is beyond bright. I I can't stress it enough. The move to Vegas is one of the best decisions that the Oakland Raiders have made in the the last, I don't even know, probably, probably since dabbling with LA. Like, the decision to to move to Vegas and to bite the bullet, Mark Davis, I, I... Applaud that man bringing in John Gruden. I, this is a big time owner decision making moves that you're you know you're gonna um, what do you call it? You're gonna uh, isolate and antagonize a certain core group of fans. And if you lose them, you lose them. You know, some of those fans just not gonna like it, some will, some won't. You know, so I applaud him on those moves. Those moves right there were huge. Um, the decision to give Derek Carr money is huge. You know, I, I believe a tremendous move. The move to let Mac goes, I believe, is another tremendous move. Uh, getting draft picks for it. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things. Like I think he's made phenomenal moves. Down to the coach, Mayock clearly can draft. Gruden, I believe, clearly can coach. These are some big-time power moves. Great. We got a great starting point. If you were to tell me, if if you were to build a new team and let's say... Um... An expansion team in 
Let's just say you're an expansion team called the North Dakota Huskers or something like that. Or, you know, whatever, an expansion team. And you sit, you tell your people, you know what, we're going to get John Gruden for 10 years. You know what, we're going to possibly get Offensive Rookie of the Year. We're going to get, you know, a couple of key defenders. We're going to get this, we're going to get that. And we're going to be an expansion team, but we're going to trend the right way. A lot of people would probably be okay with that, you know, start starting point. And not that Gruden is starting, this is his first year, but this truly is a great starting point for the Raiders heading into Vegas. It's just a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal, you know, it's a, we're at a phenomenal place. Even though our record would seem seemingly indicate that we are and we are a sub five hundred team, and we are not playing well down the end, the stretch. I'm a fan of the Raiders. I've been through many seasons already where they just, you know, the long running joke was how do the Raiders count zero and one, zero and two? You know, the Raiders one two three lose. You know, I've been through so many jokes. You know. Okay, they're going to fire their coach after every game. They're going to just fire the coach. Get a new coach. Because you can have a new coach every week. You know, I went through all the Jamarcus Russell jokes. You know, it's just one of those. And I actually believe that Jamarcus Russell was just like then. A lot of NFL people, you know, they I had him high on my, like, ooh, if we get that quarterback, you know, he'll do wonders for us. Like, I kind of felt like Jamarcus Russell was the answer when we first got him. Um, it's just one of those things, man. But I believe Derek Carr is in a phenomenal place as well. Um, he's in the right system. I think. I hope he doesn't call it quits. You know, on the nation. Which, you know, I hope he doesn't just you know just to say you know what trade me, trade me or. You know, he wants to retire, like pulling Andrew Luck. You know, but he, you know, just. It was a tough loss. But it was the most, ra- like I said, it was the most Raider loss. You know, you couldn't have drawn that up any. You could not have told me that that's how that game was going to end. In a long shot. If you had told me the Raiders are going to lose, I would have been like, okay, well, then. How? You tell me that they threw a hail mary and it hit the Raiders right in the helmet, and the ball drops. I would have been like, "You no way." Well, what happened before that? He slid in bounds and they stopped the clock. They threw a penalty flag for some reason. They stopped the clock. I would have been like, "The refs fucked us." And then and they would have said, well, "And then they would have said we missed two back to back field goals." I would have been like, "Damn." They really got us with all that. They, we lost the game in all the ways you could possibly lose a game. That's incredible, man. And that's where that's where my take. I'm like, wow, man. That was the most. That was the most Raider game I have seen in some time. Like, I can't. I can't really think. Maybe when Al Davis died and then we flew to uh, Houston to play the Texans and we won the game with ten people on the field. 
That one, maybe that was, but that was more of a, the Raiders, I mean, that was, the Raiders, I mean, you gotta look at the tuck roll. I mean, that game is eerily, this this game that just happened against the Jets was eerily similar to the tuck roll. Just eerily similar. It's just one of those things, like, you're like, what the hell? Really? But, I mean, moving on, we got the Chargers next week. You know, I don't know if I'm gonna even watch the game. I probably will, but I'm not gonna be vested too much into it. We're we're our season is done. And even if we somehow even if by some fluke of a miracle we make the playoffs. And that's a fluke of a miracle. I mean I don't really I don't even really want us to go because I don't want to be embarrassed. Uh we don't have nobody healthy, our defense is a wreck. Um it's just what it is, like you know what? It's just what it is. I don't want, you know, I'd prefer them just closing up shop. And I'd, ra- I'd actually rather them already just land in. They should already go to Vegas. I, I understand they got to abide by the NFL rules and there's laws and this and that. But you know what? They should already just be in Vegas. They should all go over there, take a deep breath, sip a Mai Tai at the pool. And just watch the playoffs like everybody else, but in Vegas. That's what the Raiders players should be doing. Go to Vegas. Don't go to any of the fucking shows, even though they probably are. Just go to Vegas and just hang out and just watch the playoffs in Vegas. Like the Raiders should be. Um, But I'm excited. I just felt like this was the most Raider loss I've seen. And that's, you know... Raiders fans initially were shocked by it and they booed and they threw trash. But you know, those are those are fair weather fans. Those are fans that have no class. Those are fans that shouldn't be part of the Raider Nation begin to begin with. And I'm looking at all those people that paid the really good money to sit at the bottom of the field, you know, instead of taking pictures, instead of cheering for your team, instead of trying to go and give somebody a high five, you know, down or you know, Enjoy it, take it in, you know, they just opted to do, you know, again, with Raider fans, notoriously known for, for just being classless and being hostile and being thugs, I guess. I mean, I don't even like the word, use the word thugs, I think it's more racially toned than anything right now, but... You know, like, that wouldn't have been me. I wouldn't have booed. I don't boo. I've been, a, I've, I've gone to so many Raider games that they lose every time that I kind of expect them to lose. And it's only a miracle that they win that I've gone. Like, I remember the first time I seen them one, I was like, bro, they're going to win a game. And I know, I know how good I felt. I was like, dog, I had never seen them win a game. And now I finally did. And then I seen, seen, saw them win another one. And then one last year. And I was like, you know, last year's game was the most incredible game I'd ever been to. Uh, football-wise. And this year I went and we had an incredible half. And then we just fell apart in the second half. But, you know. Over the last 20-odd years, our records would indicate that we've had terrible terrible teams so everybody should be used to the losing i don't get where everybody thought we were gonna win last week and win this week and make a playoff i don't get 
people are hyped up on their own. People, they the Raiders fans think, oh, if we beat this team, and that means we can beat that team, and we're gonna get game momentum, and this and that, and they hype they hype the things up in their own head, only for them to fall apart on their own. And I'm like, you know, good teams don't do that. Good fans don't do that. They take it one game at a time. It's one game at a time. You know, we've had four bad games in a row. Like, you know. And and a lot of people are like, they feel like the Raiders just died. Like, this was it. They're never going to play another game. They can't avenge themselves. You know, the Raiders will continue on next year and the year after. And for many years, they'll just be in Vegas. Um... So the fans that don't want to go, you know, you're not, you don't have to go. You don't have to pay money to go to Vegas. Um, the fans that do want to go, like me, are going to be there. It's just as simple as that. I will be there. I'll be supporting them in the Death Star. It's what it is. But that was my weekend. Right now, I'm, I know Monday Night Football, so I'm not even watching. I don't even know who the fuck's playing. But with all said and done... Um, this weekend coming up, I'm trying to watch Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So I may see that like Saturday or Sunday. So that will be the next episode for sure. And there's some concerts coming up next year, as well as my trip to New York, as I talked about last episode. So looks like I got material to talk about coming up. So stay tuned, guys. Also, Christmas is coming up. Stay tuned to my channel, please. Take a listen. Thank you. Enjoy yourselves while listening to it. All right, I'm out. Laters.